and welcome back to another episode of the Sheepdogs podcast here at St. Joseph's Chapel in the Miami University Catholic Newman Center. Here with Sam Deary and uh, Father Jacob Willig. I think at this point, Sam's pretty much replaced Michael. Uh, <laughs> Poor Michael. No, it's sad. I'm just kidding. He's he, out at a wedding this weekend. Yeah, his sister's getting married. So for all the Sullivans tuning in on this podcast, congratulations to your daughter right. or uh, niece there. Prayers. <laughs> we know they're like half our listeners, so that's great. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so today we, we just want to get into it, though. We're going to dive into college and how instead of a time of maybe drinking or partying or playing video games it needs to be a time of taking ownership in your life every area you could imagine so this episode is about taking ownership and uh, we're going to dive into several different areas maybe bringing a patron blessed i don't know if you could call him a saint yet pier giorgio frasati talk about him oh yeah and then uh yeah we'll we'll go from there so uh father could you start us off in a prayer yeah sure in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen Heavenly Father, we thank you for uh, this day. We thank you for our lives, uh, the gift we've received in that. May we continually make a great return to you with our entire lives and our prayers, hopes, joys, and sufferings of this day and every day of our life um, to just use all the talents we've had to glorify you and to experience the fullness of this life in you, Lord Jesus. We ask all this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Sweet. So one of the things that you could say inspired this podcast episode was uh, a book called Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink. He also has some talks about that. But if you don't know, Jocko Willink is a retired Navy SEAL, and now he just started a podcast. And of course, it's blowing up because there is an ache in society today for men to step up and to take ownership of their lives. And Jocko is one of these guys I mean, he looks like uh, G.I. Joe from the uh, <laughs> from the toy store. Uh, you you listen to him, and you're just inspired to go do exactly what he's saying. And so w- what he talked about in this Extreme Ownership book is w- his time as a Navy SEAL. There was times where he was out on mission, and uh, one particular instance he brought up was that he messed up really bad. And... Um, So did all his guys. He had like 20 guys under him. Mm -hmm. Basically, all the guys messed up really bad. Mm -hmm. And he had this one opportunity where he could go into the room and he could start picking out every single person and say, like, what you did wrong, what you did wrong, what you did wrong. But instead, he started off by saying, I'm the reason this mission went so bad. Here's where I failed to lead you all. And he said an incredible thing happened where after he did that, one guy in the back stood up and said, no, like, I'm the reason this went wrong. And another guy went, no, I'm the reason this went wrong. And it preaches this mentality of personal responsibility mm-hmm. that I think is so important, not only in any, every aspect of your life, but especially faith, taking personal responsibility for your faith, which I think is one of the major things lacking in 21st century uh, 
Catholicism in America. So I guess that could start us off. Uh, if you guys have heard about extreme ownership, or I know Sam likes Jocko a lot, but <laughs> yeah, I'm already inspired. Um, yeah, it's definitely a super important part, just being humble and realizing that you can't just completely be in control of everything. And something I also want to think about more. Mm. Why is it so important to be humble when you're a leader? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a great point. You say humility, uh, because that's where it all starts, right? With extreme ownership, uh, to realize, yeah, there's times that we failed, like you said, to take responsibility. Um, and certainly leadership is a burden when you do it well. Uh, but the power of, yeah, just your witness too, like Jocko, um, yeah, in the midst of failing, but just taking that on and then how that inspires other people to realize like, okay, how can I, you know, where did I fail to take ownership also? And it doesn't always inspire that perfectly, but yeah, mm -hmm. when you're a good leader and people see your humility and your honesty, they want to get behind that, uh, which is great. Um, yeah. Now, I think one of the things I love about personal responsibility is people that maybe aren't even a person of faith, they see that in a leader especially someone who might be a person of faith and is a leader. And they might not understand the faith aspect, but they they respect the personal responsibility aspect. Right. And people can get behind people who um, step up for themselves and, and take and lead. I'll, I'll shout out Michael right now, who's not here today, but he, uh, in our house, basically, he's our house president for the Evans Scholars. And there was basically some problems with our bathrooms where people just like make the worst messes and not clean it up mm -hmm. and this has been conversations for weeks and one day michael just like spent hours and like pristinely cleaned both bathrooms and i think everyone in the house really respected him for that and uh was just like yeah instead of complaining about it let's just take ownership for our messes and our responsibility and um yeah, I thought that was a really good thing that Michael did for yeah. the house. Yeah, it's like you're saying, it's one thing to tell everyone they have to take ownership, but when you're the witness and getting out there, you getting your hands dirty. Mm -hmm. So that is a great example. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and so looking, diving into college then, uh, we're not going to be Navy SEALs in college on mission, but there are some areas in college where uh, right now, you could get away with not taking ownership, and no one would ever, ever say a word. Uh, I'd say in academics, uh, there's very few people taking ownership there. Uh, in your faith in college, that's probably the biggest one of all, where no one's really taking ownership, at least on uh, our public campus. Um, and then also, maybe the gym a little bit. Uh, your personal fitness, we're giving bodies, temples of the Holy Spirit, are we uh, looking at ourselves and saying, am I, am I living this well? Am I treating my body well with everything I'm eating, drinking, and sleeping, and, and all those things? And so I don't know if any one of those areas interests any of you to dive into first. <laughs> well, first, I'd just like to acknowledge this new movement that Johnny and Sam are starting called <laughs> Chip Chapel Library. And uh, yeah, so can you guys tell us a little bit more about that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the, first of all, the idea is just having a really well-rounded life in all areas. And for people trying to dive deeper into their spiritual life, there are so many things that you just can't understand just by thinking about them or reading about them. But there's one thing that we know 
that we can do right now, and that's take care of our physical bodies. Mm-hmm. So how we're eating, how we're exercising. These are things that we can so easily just do now. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a really important place to start. Yeah. Because if you're treating your body and putting your things in your body that your body was created to function off of, everything else will immediately become easier. And God made your body to eat certain things. God made your body to be moving. And I think that if you're in line with that part of your life, the other parts will come easier. And I think this movement really started... I first... I didn't even think about it. I was... Uh, visiting my sister at Franciscan University of Steubenville when I was in high school, and she was busy during the day, so she threw me to her friend Benj Clare at the time and was like, go hang out with him for a little bit. So I was hanging out with Benj, and he gave me the tour around campus. Benj is now a seminarian in the Archdiocese of Cincinnati, and but at the time he was just a regular college guy. So walking around campus, we walked by uh, the library. He's like, oh yeah, here's our library. He's like, I always like when students are in here studying. It's good to see. And then we go by the chapel in the middle of the day, and there's like five, ten people like all praying in there. He's like, oh yeah, I always love seeing people in the chapel as well. And then we keep going around campus, and finally like our last stop was at the the gym facility on campus. And he was like, you know. I really respect whenever I see someone either at the library, at the chapel, or the gym, Mm. and especially if I saw them all at the same day, it's like, okay, that guy's got something going on. So, that always stuck with me. I don't think he even, like, meant to say (laughs) it, but I just, like, some things I just hold on to, and so I randomly told Sam that story uh, at the beginning of this year, and Sam loved it, and he, Mm. and so every day for the past, well, almost every day, but we've tried to check in and just send each other those green emoji check marks and be like, hey, have you, what did you hit today? GCL? Uh, I've only hit library, only hit chapel. I need to hit gym still. And so kind of like that whole well-roundedness and also well-ordered lifestyle that you can kind of, I guess the goal is an integrated life, a way of life as Catholics so we can live and especially starting in college. So that's kind of the movement and we are excited to get it going here. <laughs> no, it's huge. I think of, you know, they always talk about uh, grace building on nature and how it is so good to, to build on those things, you know, to the intellectual and uh, the physical and then, of course, the prayer with that. And oftentimes in college, um, yeah, you know, you could be thinking of the future, uh, you know, what you want to plan for, but it's so good to remember those things like, what do I need to do today to be the best, you know, take ownership right where I am right now to, to live a good life where I am, uh, to live a balanced life. Because certainly there's a lot of challenges in college. So just to have all those areas of the well-ordered, well-balanced life uh, can just really keep you grounded in the midst of so many things. Yeah. I think times, too, just being in school, of, um, yeah, it's easy to be pulled one way, like in a day, right? Like, oh, I'm going to spend this day like just studying just all mm-hmm. day, you know, not getting in a short workout or yeah. maybe just like, oh, fun day. I'm just going to work out today. Or maybe like, oh, sure, I'll go to the prayer service, you know, this day. But to have like the balance of each of those in every day is, is huge. And, and there's the importance of being really intentional about how you're living every single day. Mm-hmm. Because especially coming to college, your friends live down the street. Mm. So you could just go and hang out with them whenever you want to. And you just begin to slowly waste your time away. Even if it's with good people, you start to slowly waste your time away. So maybe you'll hit the gym, but then one day you haven't studied at all and now you have finals coming up and you need to spend the entire day in the library. 
And there's the other part with just having freedom to choose what you want because you were intentional with every day. If you decided to study now, if you decided to go to the gym now and be really intentional about every single hour of every single day, then you're not forced to do anything. Mm. Yeah, and I think about my good friend Zach, who better be an avid podcast listener. I hope he is. He graduated last year, and he was a guy who had, I mean, he had his, he was disciplined, long story short. He was just disciplined. He would wake up Saturday at 7 a.m. and just study for hours in the library, and just an impressive, impressive guy. But I remember one week I was talking to him, and it was finals week, and he said that he was thinking about skipping the gym that week. And he talked to his dad on the phone, and his dad told him to skip so he could study more. And then he said, you know what, Dad? No, I need to hit the gym today because in the future in my life, when I'm most stressed out, am I just going to, like, let the gym slip because of, like, this illusion of, like, a very hard week? Um, probably if I do let that slip. So I can't let that slip now so that in the future I can also not let that slip. And so it's kind of like uh, – really good i think in the hardest times when it's it's hardest to do is when it's most important to get it done and so yeah that's kind of like the mentality of the way of life it's not just you pick one day to do the three things or one day to do one it's supposed to be like an everyday thing yeah it was interesting you said the illusion of a really hard week Mm -hmm. because this week i have a perfect story for this i had a project and the teacher kept sending out this is going to be a four-hour project it's going to take forever. And the whole week I was like, I don't really want to do this. I don't want to sit down. Yesterday, I just went to the library. I sat down and focused on it for an hour and I finished it. Mm. So it is important to just do it now. Mm-hmm. The illusion. That's so good. That's great too. I think sometimes we get uh, just an, another example too um, of an illusion of what we think we need to be to be holy. Right, you know, so I had a retreat one year at seminary. We do, or it was rather a day reflection. It's kind of like a one day retreat you do every couple months at seminary. And I had one. And uh, so we were just there in the seminary with all the guys. It's kind of like a day of silence. And, you know, so we did a holy hour in the morning or whatever, uh, and mass, that kind of thing. And I was walking around out on the grounds. I like getting outside a lot. And I ran into the rector and I talked to him for a moment or two. And he's like, what are you doing today? I was like, well, yeah, I'll probably go back in and pray a little bit. And he's like, you should go for a swim today. Because <laughs> he knew that I loved to swim. And uh, I, maybe I mentioned it earlier in the conversation. I don't remember. Um, but it was just such a good reminder for me. Like, yeah, we are body and soul. And that was like one of the best things I did for my retreat that day or like the day of reflection was, of course, I was praying like throughout the entire day, but also just like have the time of just to recharge and go to the gym and go for a swim. And uh, it's really stuck with me because, yeah, it was just such a refresh, such a way to like reset in the midst of a day of prayer. Um, not that everybody needs that, uh, but still, yeah, just that balance of realizing we are body and soul and mind. And so, yeah, how all that fits together and just the balance is good. Yeah, and, and I like that example of swimming. I think you can look at some saints, and they all had their their sort of swimming. Saint John Paul II, he had, his was skiing. He'd sneak away to go ski. Mm-hmm. Even as pope, mm-hmm. he would go ski. And Pier Giorgio Frassati, he was known. Sam, you can definitely talk more. But going to the mountains, mountain hiking. Can you tell us a little more about Pier Giorgio and why he would be like such a good person for this kind of movement? 
It's interesting when Father brought up Pier Giorgio because I never really thought of him specifically as a super disciplined guy. Partially because he, not saying that he wasn't, but he would, he wouldn't do super well in school, especially when he was younger. And part of that was because he'd be out helping the poor and he'd be out helping people and he would kind of blow it off. But as he got older, he did, he did get better at that. Sorry, what was the question? Again? Yeah, the question was, uh, Pier Giorgio, he probably went to the mountains, uh, <laughs> probably maybe more than he maybe should have, but uh, he, he definitely like had, maybe it wasn't quote-unquote the gym, but that exercise, and then also he was clearly a saint, so mm. had his time in the chapel, and but he also knew the importance of, of uh, schoolwork as well. So could you just... Tell us maybe a story about him, why why he would be, why he's a good example for us to look to. Yeah. I think that he understood really well the importance of being physical and the connection that is to the spiritual life. So he loved being in the mountains partially because he would he had this little spot up in the hills where he would just sit there and he would pray the rosary and he would just be completely in awe of God's creation. And I think that that's an interesting thing too, that when we just look outside and we see the mountains and we see the trees, just how incredible that is. Hmm. And he, he's, he was definitely a really good role model in people just being active and doing something with yourself. If it isn't going to the gym, it's rock climbing, it's skiing, it's, it's whatever it may be. Yeah. Yeah. I know he was really also uh, big into cycling, like to go places. He would just like cycle everywhere. He'd like show up sweaty, you know, and then mm. to pray or whatever. But, uh, yeah, he was big into that also, which is cool, like fitting it in, right, in the mm. day of like wanting to be active because he loved that, getting in the prayer and then service also, but yeah. And I, I think he, I don't know much about him. This might be an assumption, but my assumption is that he did all of those things with deep joy. And I can imagine if if we are to live this movement out, gym, chapel, library, we might, the people, the place we most might encounter people is the gym, the the people that might not be going to the chapel and if we have a deep joy about us when we're working hard in a workout or maybe when it's a really hard day of studying in the library but somehow we have a joy within us people could ask us where where is that from where is that coming from and you could say to them you got two of the three just come follow me to the third (laughs) yeah and i think that's important to our vocations director here father schmidt meyer would talk about how people would just come up to him and ask why he was smiling all the time. So it is important to just walk around with a demeanor of joy and to be smiling. And when you see somebody walking down the street, does they have a good day? And that will just doing that every single day and just being kind to people every single day will eventually have a toll on at least somebody. And they will <laughs> most likely ask you, why are you so happy all the time? Or they'll want to be around you and start doing the things that you're doing. Yeah, that's really good because I think... Speaking in another aspect of this that is just healthy for us is I when sometimes I'm trying to you could say evangelize my friends even just like being good friends talking to them but I'm just so burnt out from not having that discipline in in, in any one of those areas that we'll just one particular instance I was talking to my friend and we were just like are you happy right now and. I was like, man, I, yes. I mean, I'm happy because I have the joy of a clean conscience. That's something Pierre Giorgio would always talk about. Mm. And so I have no reason to be sad in that way. But uh, in terms of physical, I was, I mean, I was burnt out. So Mm. 
having those three things is really good for a healthy lifestyle and can lead you to have that stability in the hardest of weeks during college. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, is there any tips, practical tips for Sam? You're definitely better at me than the gym. Uh, I might be better in other areas. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> practical tips people can give that can they can take ownership of their lives in the, any of these three areas. I would say, like you said, you get kind of burnt out from messing up over and over and over again. And you just sort of think to yourself, how am I ever going to get it right? And just do something small. So if you're going to go to the gym, at least go, at least show up. And then you'll do something there. And there's going to be days where you're going to be able to get after it more, but at least show up today. Mm. And if you're having a hard time getting your schoolwork done, do the easiest thing. Or do the thing that's bothering you the most. Just sit down and focus on it and get it done. And when you get it done, you're going to have this realization that you can get it done. That that burnout from just messing up over and over again. The discouragement from messing up over and over again without really seeing a way out will start to slowly go away if you just get start getting little victories. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. Just Just pray five minutes. Pray five minutes. You don't even have to go to the chapel at first. Just pray say a rosary, say a decade of the rosary before you go to bed. Just take little victories and take the fire that you get from those victories and try and make them bigger and bigger every single day. That's really good because I think about library for me. I, It's almost like I can't get myself to go study unless it's some huge exam coming up. It's like I, I have like four hours worth of of stuff I need to study and I just psych myself out and it's like well if I just sat my butt in a chair and just started studying I get so much done like even yesterday I was like I'm just going to study for 20 minutes and I worked really hard during those 20 minutes and I was like I got so much done during that why can't I do that all the time and I think that's so such a good advice just start really small and you overwhelm yourself with that idea you have to study for four hours which you can stay away from if you were intentional for the last few months Hmm. about continuing to study and just sort of keeping the knowledge up in your brains. You don't have to stuff it all in there at the end. Mm -hmm. I think on that note too, the thing why I think it's so important to take ownership in college is that the things we do, well, especially in high school, but also college, like we, we have these habits that develop that are there, there for the rest of our lives. Whether we go into the workforce or whatever else we do, uh, those habits are still going to be there. So if you get overwhelmed with work and you don't have those habits like lined up, then your coworkers are going to start to notice. Uh, if you're disorganized and undisciplined, what's going to change when you're 45 and <laughs> you're still right. undisciplined? And I'm kind of preaching to myself right now because uh, one of my uh, bad habits is disorganization, and I really want to be organized. That's one of the things I'm working on this year. But uh, there's just so many traits that I think college gives you that opportunity to grow when you could spend all your time just having fun or, or seeking pleasure. So, Father, as a as a priest, I, I'm sure you can't comment on uh, the confessional, but <laughs> uh, I wonder, like, how can we, what, what advice do you give to college students? You were once a college student yourself uh, to start living this way every day. Sure. Yeah, good question. Uh, well, Jim Chapel Library is a great start. Just having <laughs> balance, uh, but also a plan. You know, I love planning. 
just kind of plan out our day. And I think the best time to do that in just a simple way, of course, you could plan out your week and that kind of thing, which is great. Have a planner, have a schedule, but even just to look at your next day, you know, think about it a little ahead of time. So like the night before, think about it. And I love Father Meyer says this, but get about, get excited about the next day in some way, you know, so you're not dreading it in the morning. You know, sometimes if maybe you're not going to get enough sleep that night, maybe it's a late night or studies, whatever it may be, to just look at your plan for the next day and just think out really quickly, like, okay, where am I going to fit things in? And yeah, to get excited about something. So then when you could just get up in the morning when you need to get up and just get on it. Um, yeah, and just take ownership uh, and just realize, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to have a good day tomorrow with the Lord, you know, make it a great day. Um, yeah. But uh, that's helped me at least. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you really just don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. And I find that the most fulfillment <laughs> that I get is when I do it really hard, when I really don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. That's for everything. I was at the seminary one weekend for a retreat and we were doing exposition and I just really didn't feel like being there. But I decided I was just going to pray as hard as I could. Mm -hmm. And that's some of the best prayer that I ever had because I so badly didn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. And some of Mm -hmm. the best workouts I've ever had is just when I really don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I don't just go through the motions either. I think it is important if that's all you can do, that's what you do. But if you can hit it as hard as you can, mm-hmm. when you really don't feel like it, that's going to give you a ton of energy for the days that you are really excited about it. Right. But no, that is important too. There, there's excitement in every single day to get better. It's funny you mentioned go through the motions. Speaking of Jocko from the beginning, he has this video. It's like, what do you do on the days when you just don't want to go through the motions? Or you're going through <laughs> the motions. He's like, what do you do? You go through the motions. You show up and you get it done. And it's so funny. And that's honestly helped me on days. Like there's been days, even when I'm doing things here for the church, Mm -hmm. which does give you the deepest joy in life. But Father, you might even see this as a priest, the, the daily priestly duties. You might, there's days where you're like, is this really like, is this really, I don't know if you could comment on that. Well, you know what I think of this morning, I was reading about mental prayer, right? And so at times when we don't have this emotional high in prayer, right? When it's prayer super dry and uh, this great spiritual writer is just like, yeah, basically those are the times when your prayer is like basically worth more, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Time when you're growing, when you're just saying, I'm actually doing this, Lord, not because of what you're giving me now, but because of what I'm giving you. You know, like I'm doing it for love of you, Lord, not so much myself. So it takes patience. It takes humility. It takes all these things we got to grow in. But it's great. It's just like those tough days when you're at a workout or whatever, too, uh, that the Lord pours out his graces into us, even though like maybe there's no emotion. Maybe it just like feels like a super dry prayer. Mm. But uh, it's a super powerful prayer in that moment, too, because it's not about us. It's not about what we're receiving that we could feel at least. Mm. Um, but it's Lord taking us a deeper type of love, a deeper type of prayer. So, yeah, very beautiful. I I really like that because I think when you do sometimes, for me, the gym can turn into like me growing in muscle and growing in vanity there. And there's this Saint Joseph prayer that talks about like it's a prayer that you just pray to him, Saint Joseph the worker, and then the end is like I pray that my work is not in vain, which is so faithful to the work of God, mm. and. So I guess that's a great that's a great reminder that whether it's prayer or whether it's study or whether it's 
working out like it all needs to be for the glory of god and or else like we're just working in vain that's right and just for growing in virtue right now so sometimes i'll fall into i really want to be super virtuous so i gotta pray now so that in two months i'll be super virtuous or i need to study so that i can get a good grade on this exam in two weeks when really what you just got to do is say, I'm going to study right now because that's what I'm supposed to be doing. And that takes away the stress of it too. And in the end, I found that even if you don't get the exact grade that you wanted, you sat down and you did your best. Mm-hmm. And then you just feel good about yourself. And then when it comes to the next thing, you just do that over and over again. And you will be eventually see the fruit of it if you are just foc- focused in on the now. I like that what you say. At least you sat down. It reminds me of the... People that run marathons, it's like even if you ran it and finished in 11 hours, you're still much better than the person that was sitting on the couch. Like at least you ran the marathon, you know. That's that's a great, great first step. So um, I think that's a good that's a good kind of wrap up. Like at least just show up, especially the days you go through the motions and uh, start small. Uh, when it's extreme ownership, doesn't start extreme. It starts with simple ownership of three areas of your life and going from there yeah just making that commitment right committing uh, i think that's ownership right being committed and so Mm -hmm. jim chapel library let's do it start the movement the movement we're getting t-shirts here soon i know we've been joking about merch for sheepdogs but i think this gcl shirt is actually going to happen so stay tuned for that and uh yeah so we're excited thank you all for tuning in and uh father jacob could you close out in a prayer sure in the name of the father and of the son of the holy spirit amen heavenly father we give you thanks and praise for our bodies for intellect for our soul lord may we glorify you in everything we do every single day um even at times when we feel weak or we feel uh we can't feel your presence or we uh, just struggle may we just I continually be dedicated to you, Lord. Know that you are continually there to walk with us, to strengthen us, to guide us. And yeah, continually grow in this life of grace to just be committed, to take ownership of what you've given us, uh, to glorify you in every single moment, knowing that you want us to know the joy of your resurrection uh, in each day. We just celebrate that. We ask Our Lady to continually walk with us and guide us. And blessed Pierre Giorgio, and we pray, Hail Mary, full Full of of grace, grace, the Lord Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Sheepdogs, out! Out!